The virus has now killed more than 100 people in China, and new cases have been confirmed around the world. So you don't want to frighten the American public. France and South Korea have also got evacuation plans. But you need to prepare for and assume. Strongly warning Americans to avoid all non-essential travel to China. That this is going to be a real serious problem. France, Australia, Canada, the US, Singapore, Cambodia, Vietnam, the list goes on. Health officials are investigating more than 100 possible cases in the US. Germany, a man has uh, contracted the virus. The epidemic is a demon and we cannot let this demon hide. Japan, where a bus driver uh, contracted the virus. Coronavirus has killed more than 100 people there and infected more than 4,500. We have to prepare for the worst, always, because if you don't and the worst happens. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. How can you force people to take a vaccine in order to stop transmission? when that vaccine is not effective at stopping transmission. You don't have to go to medical school to know that doesn't make sense, right? right? It's Monday, 1 August, year of our Lord, 2022. We're 99 days from, uh, I think, the most historic and important midterm election in the history of this country, at least the modern history. I think maybe 1862 might have been a little bit more important, but we'll argue that over the next 99 days. Uh, we've got pack shows this morning, to this afternoon, absolutely slammed. But a very special guy was able to come across this material late last week. I want to quote, the public health community will have to disentangle itself from its indoctrinated beliefs about vaccines if it ever hopes to make unbiased and clear-headed policy recommendations during health crises. That's Dr. Joseph Latipo. He is the Surgeon General of the Free State of Florida, the wingman of Governor DeSantis. He's got his MD from Harvard Medical School and a PhD from the College of Arts and Sciences in Public Health Policy. Dr. Latipo joins us today. His book is Transcend Fear. Dr. Latipo, thank you. I'm very honored to have you on, sir. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Dr. Uh, Transcend Fear. And I want to get to the part that you've done so brilliantly with Governor DeSantis against all comers. I mean, you guys were, were they went after you hard in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the early days of this pandemic. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about your personal journey because it's quite amazing. It, it, it's essentially with all your academic brilliance and your performance and your number one wherever you go academically and you go to only the best schools that you kind of were a shell of yourself until later. You had to learn to transcend your own fear of your own trauma. Can you walk us through that? Because it's kind of the heart of the book. And then it makes it, 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 it you understand your journey as a public health official. So walk us through your personal journey. Well, Steve, thanks. It's, it's really kind of you to say that. And I know I kind of I sort of work it in there in the middle, but it is the heart. Um, you're right. It's 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 really central to the to the book. And it's true. You know, I'm, you know, I described an experience that I had when I was a, I was a kid, I was, I was maybe four or five years old where, um, I was sexually abused by a babysitter. And unfortunately it's something that, you know, we talk about when it makes the news, but it, it happens unfortunately way more often than people hear about, because as you know, Steve, there are predators out there and they look for opportunities. And um, and unfortunately, they're always on the hunt and people aren't always on the defensive. So they're able to take advantage of situations that um, that harm other people. And for me, it just so happened that that that, um, you know, it, it sort of basically numbed me to a uh, to sort of the, the experience of life and. You know, it was funny because I, I actually didn't think it affected me. I remembered it, but didn't think much of it. But it was really falling in love with my wife. And, you know, the, the thing, one of the things that, you know, um, I think that is special about love is that it sort of brings things to the surface. So things that aren't working that you've been able to kind of stuff in a closet or, you know, put behind a curtain that doesn't work out anymore. When you fall in love, all that stuff comes out. And the experience that I went through having to deal with it 
thank goodness with the guidance of my wife, I wouldn't be where I am right now without her, helped me get to a place where I was able to function just so much better in all aspects of life. And in particular, you know, it just so happened that in this particular aspect, I look like I'm functioning really well in terms of thinking about COVID-19 pandemic policymaking. But frankly, it's it's pr more because people, so many people have functioned so poorly that I kind of look like I, you know, I, I sort of know what I'm doing or, you know, I have some insights that are that are, you know, unique or unusual. But really, it's it's mostly common sense and just not being caught up with the things that unfortunately most of the public health community has been caught up with over the past two years. How, how did you, what were the techniques besides falling in love with your wife? You're also talking about a Navy SEAL. You, you, you've used certain actual techniques to overcome things and make yourself, although you were obviously academically top notch and, and moving through life to actually make yourself a more effective person. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, you bet, Steve. And thanks for asking that. Yeah, so, you know, it's interesting, right? Because you're right. Like, I went to Harvard, this, that, was, you know, doing well and academically. But there's, there's, a, there's a complete difference from external performance and how you are doing internally. And I was, a, I was a wreck internally. And, you know, my wife is an angel. I mean, she hung in there with me through... Um, what basically what was happening was that all this stuff that I had managed to kind of stuff into a closet, which is mostly, you know, just sort of not connecting with people, not really being present, being extremely fearful of just like everything in my life. But, you know, bottling it up so that and kind of keeping it controlled so that it wouldn't show up on the outside. My wife is very sensitive, so she was able to always feel it, even if, you know, other people didn't couldn't tell. So all of that was just was making Brianna's life miserable, basically. And uh, when we had kids, you know, people sometimes we laugh when people say that, oh, you know, having kids will help our relationship. No, like kids are an enormous stressor. They're amazing, those wonderful gifts from God, but they're enormous stressor. So that made things even harder. And eventually, you know, my poor wife, she was at the end of her rope and she you know, she connected me over the years with a therapist and with other uh, individuals, and they helped me some. But, you know, it was sort of like pitching water out of the ocean. I mean, they were just we weren't making enough progress to really make a big difference. And she found a guy and she told me that, you know, she found a guy that she thinks could really help me. And his name is Christopher Mather. He lives in Los Angeles. He's a he's a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL. He wrote a book about his own journey, which is just, I mean, I, I recommend people read the book who are interested in, in kind of, you know, self-improvement. So amazing journey. And I ended up, I worked with Christopher for a week and it was the closest thing to a miracle that I've ever had in my life. So he uses a bunch of different techniques that he developed, partly based in like Chinese, Chinese medicine and meridian stuff. I mean, I don't understand this stuff. I just know that it worked. Um, so stuff related to meridians and, you know, chi and flow and energy. Um, and it's a combination of physical manipulations. Like one of the things is called Ching, which is this thing where he literally mashes on the back of your thighs. And it basically goes from an experience of intense pain to actual pleasure in terms of the intensity of the uh, experience and a bunch of other techniques. And basically he helped me get free of this, you know, this basically this prison cell, this mental, emotional, spiritual prison cell that I developed primarily as a result of this traumatic, you know, experience when I was a child, when this woman broke my boundaries and exposed me to, um, you know, to forces that, my little, you know, four-year-old body and brain just couldn't handle in spirit. So I talk about it a little bit more in the book, and Christopher has a book that dives into it more. Yeah. But that was it. here's why the book's so important, and I think it's anybody that read it for their personal life, but then also for public policy, because you're at super high performance the entire time. I mean, Harvard Medical School arguably the finest in the nation. I know there's competitors, Stanford's others. 
then you get a PhD in public health, right? One of the toughest programs in the country. So you're super high performing. Then as in particularly with Governor DeSantis, I mean, they come after you. How was that experience and what you learn in transcending yourself and transcending the fear in yourself when given you had gone to Harvard for both the MD and the PhD and you saw the entire apparatus from everything you had learned about logic and reason and hey, being a doctor, that the entire apparatus really turned against you and Governor Santos, because for a while it was you two guys were alone. And I mean, I, we would, because we monitor MSNBC and CNN every, every night here, 24 seven the day, our staff, they literally came after you relentlessly more than just about any public official uh, in the country. So, so tell us about that. Yeah, Steve. Well, you know, I mean, unfortunately right now, there's just a lot of really darkness out there in the world. I mean, there's less now because fortunately there's less fear and more people have sort of woken up and decided not to play along with the silly games that the media has been playing for the past two and a half years and, and our political leaders have been playing. But, you know, there was, um, there was, there's been, as you know, just a tremendous amount of basically malicious energy in terms of um, what, what, uh, leadership and what the media have been trying to convince the Americans and people all around the world to believe and do. Um, I know you've talked about a lot of that stuff. I mean, and now, of course, we're in a period where there's denial. You've got, you know, Dr. Fauci saying that he never said that, you know, schools should be closed and, and, oh, you know, we'll figure out a way to make it up to the kids after shutting them out from something that's important to their emotional and mental and you know spiritual development in terms of their their schooling and all that but um i'll tell you i mean if it weren't for for the work that i did so you know the harvard stuff all that stuff i mean it's great stuff you know all the great schools people go to but you know i think you know steve all that stuff is right you can look pardon my language but you can you can have a great appearance on the outside but when when the things that matter the most, you know, none of that stuff is on the outside. It's all on the inside. And when a crisis comes and, you know, you mentioned the book is about like about public health crises and, and really emergencies in general. When a crisis comes, that stuff on the outside, it basically makes no difference. The most important things during a crisis are the things on the inside. And. Fortunately, the work that I did with Christopher Maher, and I've continued to do since that day, is what has helped me withstand, you know, all the nonsense from the media. You know, this, I mean, it's like it's basically a long Broadway show with them in terms of the stuff that they try to make people believe is true, you know, make people believe is OK. We're talking vaccine passports and mandates for like a new product that we, you know, we continue to learn more about the safety and what we're learning is like increasingly not good. Um, but because I felt right, and there were times that it was very difficult. I mean, you remember the whole issue with the whole, um, with the Senator who, you know, got into it about masking and an interview and, you know, let's go outside. No, you have to stay here and we have to talk in my office. No, I don't want to do that. Let's go outside. And I mean, there was just a tremendous amount of pressure. And that was, that was a challenging time, more challenging than, than a lot of the time that, it, that I've had the pleasure of working with Governor DeSantis. But again, during emergencies, what matters most is what's on the inside. And fortunately, I am, you know, infinitely stronger and more complete on the inside than I've ever been in my life. Doctor, if you can hang on, we're going to take a short commercial break. We're going to be back on join uh, Dr. Latipo to talk about transcending fear, his personal lessons, and also the public policy lessons on these critical aspects of the mass mandates, the vaccine mandates, and how Dr. Latipo, as the Surgeon General of the free state of Florida, he and Governor Ron DeSantis stood in the breach, stood in the breach when it mattered, and stood against an onslaught of the smartest authorities in the country and the world. Short commercial break. Back, we got Cortez, we got General Bolduck, Ben Harnwell is going to join us, Kerry Lake, got, I think Greitens that we can track him down. All of it next in the war room.
You know what's never good? When your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted, quote, there's been an unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand, end quote. You know who understands the real threat of inflation? People who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting their savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. It's not too late for you to take action now. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers, text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and get the real help from Birch Gold today. Again, text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free, no-obligation information kit on protecting your savings with gold. War Room Pandemic with Stephen K. Bannon. The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Dr. Joseph Latipo is the wingman for Governor Ron DeSantis. He's the Surgeon General of the Free State of Florida. His book is Transcend Fear. Dr. Latipo, uh, when given all the education you had at the top university, when you saw the you know the Fauci's of the world, the CDC, the FDA, these revered institutions, NIH, all these every night on MSNBC and CNN, all these experts from Harvard, from Stanford, from all over, this onslaught, and you're sitting there with DeSantis, pretty smart guy from Yale, going through the evidence, the data, and the science. Was there any ever a time when you thought, hey, maybe we've got this wrong and they've got it right, sir? <laughs> Steve, not um, not for a moment. I, obviously, I can't speak for the governor, but I, you know, having worked worked with him, you know, he's a very special guy, as you know. And I'm I'm sure that he has not had a moment of doubt. I mean, the thing is, honestly, it's it's been like it's been really extraordinary what you know people like the CDC, uh, Dr. Walensky, people like uh, Dr. Fauci have been saying if you're familiar with with you know scientific studies it's just it's it's just, almost all of it has been misaligned with best public health practices and you know it's it's uh, I, it, it's still kind of it's a mystery to me how they were able to make statements that like they did particularly the stuff that was just i mean just just completely against the book and and you know decades of teaching from the, the the kids out of school like that's like you don't do that I mean you only do that if the kids need it and they never needed it the forcing of therapies specifically the vaccine mandates it's that's just I mean there are ethical principles in medicine and public health that say you can't do that. Like it's literally against the book. Um, so it, it's it's been they've been so far out there and so you know clearly putting on a show a performance that is separate from the truth and has different objectives that it was easy never to have Doctor, given, you know, we're 99 days, we're going to spend the rest of this uh, time talking about candidates and, and, and policy and all that. As we see the take the House, the Senate on a national level, how do you see from a state, your state surgeon general, how do you see us turning this around as a country? Because the federal apparatus, the, the administrative state of public health is clearly at dramatic odds with certain states you know, Texas, Florida, a handful of others that have surgeon generals like yourself and governors that have looked at the evidence, looked at the facts and have come to radically different conclusions. How does that get sorted out in your mind as a country? 
Yeah, Steve, thanks. That's a great question. I think you need new leadership in positions that matter. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm I'm mostly, you know, before this role, I was purely physician and scientist. Like I did, you know, clinical research and I took care of patients and that's what I did. Being in this role, you know, I've learned about individuals who work in government and work in administrations. And, you know, I think you need new leadership and you need administrators who have expertise in redesigning the structure of agencies so that, you know, so that this type of really corruption, because um, there are scientists that went along that, that knew that what was happening was wrong. I mean, there were unfortunately a lot of my okay, colleagues. Okay. Hang on, hang on. I want to make sure you're saying this is not incompetence. You're saying these are not acts of omission. You actually think they're acts of commission. This is corruption in the administrative state being corrupt, not just incompetent. Oh, mostly. Yeah. There's some incompetence, you know, because, for example, I, I have a background in research. So, you know, I can look at studies and see what studies make sense, which ones don't. And some doctors might not be able to, you know, sort of navigate that. And therefore, they might conclude that mass mandates are an effective way to control a pandemic, you know. So there's some incompetence, although that's a strong word. They just may not have the training because obviously, you know, the, they're smart people, but certainly, I mean, there's there's no question. I mean, this was clearly a, a class act. This was this was, you know, individuals who had training and knew better, deciding to do something different for reasons that are known to God and them. Dr. Latipo, uh, how did they get to your social media? The book is uh, Transcending Fear. It is out August 23rd from, um, from Skyhorse. You can get it now on Amazon ordered. I recommend everybody order. It's an amazing journey of a man. You will learn things about it that you can apply to your own life through the journey of Dr. Joseph Latipo. In addition, it is a stunning book about the crisis that not just that we went through, that we're still going through. And Dr. Joseph Latipo will be a prominent figure in sorting this out for the nation. There's no doubt about that. What he and DeSantis did in Florida is, is just flat out extraordinary, particularly given the weight of the administrative state public health apparatus that was against them. So it's an extraordinary book, Transcending Fear, Transcend Fear. How do people get you on social media, sir, and follow you? We've got a Florida Surgeon General Twitter, and people can, can follow that. And yeah, and the book's on Amazon. Um, so, you know, I, I really do hope people read it because it, it goes way beyond public health. And um, and I know that there are a lot of people who can benefit, like I did, from, um, from their own journeys, but kind of along the same axis. And letting you go, uh, Dr. Latipa, I want to nominate your wife for wife of the decade. <laughs> she, 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 certainly, she certainly hung in there. As we say, she hung in there. God bless. Oh, thank God. Thank God. Thank you, sir. Honored to have you on here. Dr. Joseph Latipo, the free state of Florida. Let me bring in uh, Cortez. Let me get in here quickly. You're going to hang with me for the next hour. So I talk about economics like we normally do geopolitics. Got General Bullock's on during a second. But uh, John Gibbs, you had an amazing piece over the weekend, the closing argument for John Giggs. And I got Peter Meyer the guy running against me is all over media everywhere, whining about, you know, the rich right. kid whine on every different to every different topic. Right. Uh, tell me about Gibbs and what's the closing argument on Gibbs? Yes, by the way, for, just first on Meyer, it really is amazing. Talk about somebody who, you know, was born on third base and whining as if he doesn't have the resources, uh, this trust of whining that he doesn't have the resources to take on John Gibbs. But here's the case for Gibbs. And I think, you know, what I did, I laid this out in my substack, encourage people to please read it, read it, closing argument in front of critical elections tomorrow, including the Michigan 3rd Congressional District. And I give the three reasons why Meyer needs to be fired, why he is totally unfit to represent the good citizens of West Michigan. The first one is that he owns Biden's inflation, and that is key. There are collaborated Republicans, and he is one of them, who voted for the omnibus 
behemoth spending monster that fueled this inflation. He also voted, of course, for the Ukraine package. The second reason is he betrayed Donald Trump. Only days into office, Peter Meyer joined nine other Republicans in shamefully supporting the sham second impeachment. And then the third reason is far more recently, he just voted in favor of Nancy Pelosi's gun-grabbing bill and with so-called red flag laws that we know are going to be used to remove guns from law-abiding citizens to strip the constitutional rights from those of us who simply have different political points of view from the regime. But then there's also the pro-Gibbs part. I don't want to just tear down Peter Meyer, even though he deserves it. But the the pro-Gibbs part, the first thing is he's endorsed by President Trump, enthusiastically supported by President Trump. He served four years very honorably at a very high level in the Trump administration. He was one of the top aides and advisors who was counted on by Dr. Ben Carson, who was a Michigan native son and somebody who also enthusiastically endorses John Gibbs. The second reason for Gibbs is that he's an America first fighter. He is a stalwart. He will represent our values of patriotic populism. For example, he insists that we defend our border, the American Southern border, not the Eastern border of Ukraine as Peter Meyer seeks to do because Peter Meyer prioritizes MSNBC over Muskegon, Michigan, unfortunately. And then the the last argument I make in favor of John Gibbs is his life experiences. This man, he reminds me in some ways of Dr. Latipo. He's accomplished an incredible amount in a very young life so far. He's still a young man, but what he has already accomplished, he graduated from Stanford in computer science. He worked at the absolute highest levels of big tech but he never bought into the worldview of Silicon Valley. So that is critical. You have somebody with our worldview who understands big tech from the inside. And I think that will be crucial on Capitol Hill, given how much big tech acts like big brothers and tramples our rights. Didn't Gibbs essentially walk away from or give it up to become a missionary in in, in Japan? Didn't he? I mean, that's a big part of his story. This guy's been the servant leader. These are the kind of guys, Latipo and Gibbs. I mean, Gibbs is at the highest level. When you're at Stanford, that's a ticket punch, correct? Right, <laughs> correct. Correct, Steve so, Cortez. So he that's graduated Stanford in computer science. He's on the absolute fast track in Silicon Valley. And he gives it up to go and preach Jesus to Japan and to learn an incredibly difficult language and live there for years. This is an incredible right. man of character and substance and yeah. accomplishment. Um, and this speaking of the credentials, why... he also happened to get a master's at Harvard yeah. after that, by the way. <laughs> He went down market. No, this is why we're winning. Look at the talent that MAGA is bringing towards itself. Look at the talent. It's absolutely, it's it's breathtaking. It is breathtaking. If you see the character, the quality, the achievement, the grit, the intelligence, this is why we're ascended. This is why we're ascended. Don't let them, don't listen to the mainstream. Don't listen to the, this is why we're ascended. It's made up of people like Latipo and Gibbs and Bolduc and Greitens and Lake and all of it, all of it. If you look at every aspect of life, you don't have to go to Harvard or Stanford, right? You look at every aspect of life. Cortez, this is why we're ascended, brother. Hang over a second. We're gonna take a short break. We got Eric Greitens by phone. We got General Don Bolduc, who's running in a tough one up in New, the, the live free or die state of new hampshire that's one we can pick up if we get the right candidate short commercial break we'll be back in the war room in just a moment war room pandemic with stephen k bannon The epidemic is a demon, and we cannot let this demon hide. War Room. Pandemic. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, big box Walmart canceled Mike Lindell, but we certainly did it. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code War Room. You you got the classic pillow that Walmart won't take. I'm not saying it's because that's the the reason they missed the earnings, but certainly one of the reasons, because it's $19.88. Classic pillow. You can get it only at mypillow.com go to promo code warm you get the buy one get one freeze you got the slippers you got the sheets you got all of it go check it out today mypillow.com promo code warm we're doing a special tomorrow night tuesday night six o'clock before all the polling starts coming a special about the great state of arizona why it's so important in this entire primary process and the underpinnings of the big steel in arizona mike lindell is gonna be one of my very special guests he's in court there right now to get the machines out and guess what? They're not losing. They're kind of winning. It's very interesting. Okay, let's go to Eric Greitens. Commander Greitens, I know you're going around the great state of Missouri 
a pretty hectic weekend out there. Donald, President Trump had a couple of three things to say about your opponents, and they were not positive, right? He's unloading on truth, on truth social right now on your opponents in Missouri. Tell us about that. Where to keep it? How do people find you today? Because people want to know where do I go? How do I help? How do I either walk a precinct or knock on a door or work a phone back? Commander Greitens. Yes, huge development last night. Donald Trump came in and slammed the rhino Eric Schmidt for great dishonesty in politics. And that is exactly right. I'm the MAGA candidate in this race, and we're running against Eric Schmidt, who is a rhino. He's taken $10 million in Mitch McConnell money. And President Trump is exactly right. These guys push out fake polls. They push out false ads. Their entire campaign is built on lies. But here's the good news. MAGA patriots around the state of Missouri, they've seen through the mainstream media lies. They've seen through the rhino corruption and cowardice. And people are on fire, Steve. We're just leaving our first stop. We're doing six stops around the state of Missouri today. We are just now leaving Hannibal, Missouri. We're on our way to Kirksville. We'll be in St. Joseph's, in Springfield, in Rolla, and then back tonight in St. Louis. Encourage everybody in Missouri, or if you've got a friend in Missouri, make sure that MAGA patriots are getting out to vote tomorrow for Eric Greitens in the Republican primary for the United States Senate. Things are looking very good, Steve. We're going to bring a victory home tomorrow night. Uh, Commander Greitens, how to, how to, what's the uh, website they go to? The, the key website to come to is ericgreitens.com. It's E-R-I-C-G-R-E-I-T-E-N-S.com. And up there and on all of our social media, we have this latest story about President Trump coming in, slamming Eric Schmidt for great dishonesty in politics. He sees it. MAGA patriots see it. This is a battle between MAGA versus the rhinos. And on Tuesday, MAGA is going to win. Encourage everybody to get out and vote for Eric Reitens. We're going to take this race, Steve. Let me uh, just a two seconds on that. They had a poll yesterday put out by Remington, something that the campaign manager <laughs> the campaign manager for Schmidt controls. It's his polling. They put out a thing, oh, Greitens is behind on Schmidt. The same time they put out a poll about the presidential preference. Trump 42, I think DeSantis 18, Josh Hawley 6. But it's like a third of Missouri voters. I looked at that go, that is the most bogus poll I've ever seen. As soon as people started looking, they go, this thing's trash. This is just a made up, they just made up the numbers. I can tell you one thing. There ain't one third of Missouri Republican voters that, that, you know, have not made up their mind about Donald Trump. That is just absolutely bogus. So great job. The guys at Breitbart, Matt Boyle, all over that, blew that story right up uh, from the beginning. So Commander Greitens, fight on today. We'll track you down in the evening shows. Yes, sir. Will do. Talk to you then. Thank you, sir. Commander Greitens, barnstorming around Missouri is this massive, tomorrow is almost like Super Tuesday, right? These massive races, going to get Cortez back in a second. The last, I think the last primary is in September. I think September 13th, it's in the Live Free or Die, the Flinty, New Hampshire primary. General Don Bolduc. General, first off, Nancy Pelosi is going to be in route, I think tonight, to uh, Taiwan to visit the free Chinese on that island, Silicon Valley West. Um... The Chinese Communist Party has said uh, this is not going to sit well. In fact, uh, th this is going to cause a major perturbation. What are your thoughts, sir? Well, my thoughts are is the Biden administration, with the help of my U.S. Senate opponent, have been national security risks both at home and abroad. They're weak, dangerous, feckless, and expensive. And as a result, all the America first policies that President Trump put in place to make this country strong at home so that we could hold China, Russia, North Korea and Iran at bay and in check have all been reversed by this administration. And so that leaves us weak in every area of the world, but most importantly, weak at home. And she's going over there like many others uh, in the administration. Uh, and it's going to be something that, uh, in, you know, causes China, you know, to, uh, you know, to push back. Why? Because China has absolutely no respect for American power right now. There's no peace through strength. Every institution is weak. They're involved in undermining every one of our institutions. Uh, and so, you know, we need to ensure that we stand by the folks of Taiwan, but at the same time, there, you know, China is unchecked by this weak, feckless, and dangerous 
administration and we got Gen we got general, we got to change general that. you know about you know about infiltration i mean you're you're a revered special forces officer a a a revered leader of men in combat do you believe as you look at the evidence has been presented we know the fbi's done a terrible job here in fact miranda divine's going to be on tonight in the five o'clock hour the new york post lead columnist to talk about her brilliant analysis of the fbi and the laptop from hell do you believe the chinese treat biden like a tributary state leader or somebody that's been compromised do, do you are you shocked knowing what you know about leaders of the world of the just the lack of respect they show joe biden yes of course uh they they do treat him they they treat him like he's an extension uh of chinese policy chinese communist policy and it's absolutely wrong and you know, they know that they're going to get the support of uh, weak and feckless Republicans and Democrats in the United States Congress, people that have been bought, corporations that have been bought, sports teams that have been bought. They are in our education system. They're undermining uh, uh, not only our education system, but our families and our financial system and our political system. They they're buying farmland, uh, you know, and and all the, the only response by the administration and my U.S. Senate opponent is to spend more money and to put us more in debt and and more at risk by our enemies from without. But it's really the enemies within that we have to really pay attention to now. And that's why we need to change uh, people in Congress and get Maggie Hassan out of there and, and all the others and change the complexion of the United States Congress to one of patriots, America first, MAGA, uh, American strength agenda. That's what we have to do. Given all the crises we have on the southern border in, 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 in this whole debacle in Ukraine, and now that the Western European economy is cratering, the government's falling like in Italy, uh, China, the South China Sea, everything in Kashmir, Pakistan, Occupy Kashmir, all the hot spots in the world, everything happening. The mullahs announced last night that, yeah, we have the ability to make a nuclear weapon. Uh, <laughs> what, what does that show of the John Kerry, uh, Joe Biden regime's handling of this situation with arguably next to the CCP, the most dangerous enemy to the United States and our allies, the mullahs in, uh, in Persia? Yeah, you know, it's absolutely right. And the fact that they say they're not going to make a... Uh a nuclear weapon you can't buy. They're threatening one of our most important allies, Israel, uh, and we need to stand by Israel. Biden's visit there was was uh, was terrible. He didn't stand by them. He didn't show strength, and he went to Saudi Arabia and you know uh, snuggled up to them. They don't respect our culture either. They don't respect you know our American values and principles, and he is just showing weakness across the board that is hugely dangerous. And the expansion of Iran with nuclear weapons and their financing of, of violent extremist organizations has expanded exponentially under him. North Korea with their missile launches expanded exponentially under him. Uh, Russia uh, had no, absolutely, uh, you know, no pressure not to invade Ukraine. Uh, you know, the, China is just expanding everything that it's doing to undermine America. This administration is the most dangerous administration in the history of this country, and it needs to go, or our children and grandchildren are going to pay a huge price, and I just can't sit back and let that happen. General, you're in a tough uh, primary up there. Uh, tell us about that, and how do people get to your site to either volunteer or to find out where you're going to speak? Walk us through this. It's September, but it's a it's a it's a tough primary, and then you've got a tough general election opponent. Walk us through the race right now. Sure. So the race is right now that we're leading all candidates, uh, you know, in the polls, and I don't do my own polls, uh, and my uh, opponents don't do polls either because they already know what they're going to say, and people aren't going to believe them. Uh, but at the end of the day. We're ahead. Uh, we don't have the most money because I don't take from big tech, big big med, big energy, uh, big farmer, uh, in all those places. I take from Granite Staters. Over 50% of my donations are under $200, uh, and I'm very proud of that. I won't be bought. I won't be sold. Others are already bought and sold, uh, and we know that Maggie Hassan, with her $5 million uh, that she just raised, 
is already bought and sold, paid for, and won't represent Granite Staters. So what we've done is we've put in a grassroots campaign over the last two years of campaigning where my Republican opponents have only been in the race for a few months. I've been in this race for two years. We have a thousand volunteers. I don't pay for people to put signs up, do door knocking, anything like that. It is a grassroots campaign that has been built by going out to all towns and cities. I'm the only candidate that's done that in the state of New Hampshire and talking to people across the electorate. And so we're strong here. We have a 13 September primary. Anything anyone can do to send me some money, whatever it is, go to donbaldick.com. Please, please do that. Uh, and uh, we'll be good. I want to say hello to your fan, your your viewers, particularly the ones in New Hampshire who are really glad to see me on Bannon's show today. We are moving forward, and we can beat Maggie Hassan, and we're not establishment, and that is huge, and that is important to Granite Staters. I spent a lot of time in New Hampshire. Absolutely love that state and love the people. You don't don't come any better patriots than in New Hampshire, General. Thank you very much. One more time, give the website so people can uh, people can get to you and follow you. www.donbaldick.com. Please come aboard, volunteer, uh, donate, do whatever it is you can. We can win this, and I guarantee you, we get in the United States Senate, uh, you're going to get a senator that works for you. General Bolick, thank you. Honored to have you on here, and honored to have all the uh, all the war and posse up in New Hampshire. Thank you, sir. Cortez, you went throughout Ohio. You've gone throughout all these states campaigning with these folks. You've seen MAGA up close. You've seen the war and posse up close. Tell me about right. the talent pool we got, brother. No, listen, you know, so we were just talking about John Gibbs, of course, somebody. And, and look, Steve, let me just be clear. I think credentialism is, is overplayed in our society, particularly in the corporate media and in politics. But here's the thing. We can match them for credentials and then massively crush them when it comes to substance and character. So, for instance, just looking at the candidates for tomorrow, you have John Gibbs, who graduated from Stanford and Harvard. You have Eric Greitens, who's a Rhodes Scholar, Blake Masters, who graduated from Stanford. All of these candidates match them on character and then absolutely smash them when it comes to actual concern for regular everyday Americans, for the deplorables out there. And that's one of the reasons why corporate media so specifically targets those exact candidates because they consider them to be almost members of the club and then yet they betray the club in favor of regular citizens out there. Apostates, right? Apostates. Okay, Cortez, Harnwell, all next. Economics, geopolitics, next in the world. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. The midterms begins at CPAC, Texas. Join President Trump, Sean Hannity, Steve Bannon, and a packed house of conservative all-stars. With your help, we will take back the House. We will win the Senate. A big red wave is coming. It all starts at CPAC, Texas. Fire Pelosi. Save America. And then a Republican president will return to the White House. Who, who, who will that be? The American Conservative Union is responsible for the content of this advertising. Getter has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, welcome back. By the way, we're going to be go to 
conservative.org. I got this right. Conservative.org slash war room. Get your ticket. Even if it's a day ticket, come. We're going to be there live every day broadcasting for all four hours. Also, uh, we're going to be doing meet and greets, all of it. Want to meet all the posse in North Texas, Dallas, even other parts of Texas or Arkansas, wherever. Come, come one, come on. It's going to be great. Um, Steve Cortez, China. Nancy Pelosi's heading over there. Um, and uh, the Chinese Communist Party doesn't like it. But more importantly, the, and I said this on John Frederick's show this morning, the biggest events in your economic life right now are not taking place in the United States of America. They're taking place in mainland China. The bottom's fallen out of the real estate market, the Ponzi scheme. Evergrande was supposed to put forward their plan for restructuring the $300 billion in debt. Didn't happen, right? They had right. a couple of bullet points because they don't have any cash. You got uh, the CCP announced a $150 billion bailout to try to keep the wolves at the door because they knew Evergrande wasn't going to put forward a plan. Actually, in the Financial Times, Ben Harnwell sent me the Financial Times of London today, not in the paper, but online, has said from the reporters in Beijing that Chinese Communist Party officials are leaking to them that they are very nervous about social unrest because right. Lao Beijing can't get to their cash. Steve Cortez. Yes, listen, a torrent of news, all of it negative economically out of China over the weekend. You know, we had prepared the war room posse for this last week, talking about the precarious state of the Chinese economy using FXI as an example. That's an American traded ETF, an exchange traded fund where you basically buy the country of China in one ticker. It got absolutely smashed last week. Just today, as we speak, Steve, it's down over 1%. It's a pretty quiet day in the American market, but uh, anything but quiet for China. Why? Because they got that Evergrande news out over the weekend that they do not have a plan to restructure. They don't have a plan because there is no plan, because they're insolvent. But nonetheless, it's very upsetting for global markets. In addition, they also released their PMI report. And this is actually the official PMI report from the government of China. And they even admit that they are now in contraction mode on the purchasing managers index. We talk about these a lot. They're, they're a great apples to apples comparison to view global economies. Unfortunately, the United States has the lowest PMI before we get cocky about it, the lowest PMI in the entire G20. We're at 47.5 for our composite. Below 50 means contraction because we're in a recession. But guess what? China now admits that they are in recession territory. It went down on manufacturing to 49. So they're an incredibly precarious economic situation, and it's mostly because of housing. And what's going on there right now, and I think what is building in terms of the bubble popping in China is going to make what we had here in the United States in 2008 look like it was actually tame. And let me show a chart so that I can show you what the year-over-year -year growth looks like in housing prices in China. And this is going back one year. Uh, no, that's not the right one. Chart three is the one we want to show, please, if we can. Chart three, where it shows Chinese year-over-year. -year. There we go. Newly built housing prices year-over-year. -year. That is, as you can see, almost a perfect upper left to lower right downward slide into negative territory two months in a row now we haven't been in that they have not been in negative territory for housing price appreciation since 2014 so the bottom is falling out economically in china we see it through social unrest through riots which yeah. right now are on a relatively small scale but likely to get bigger so that we have to view when we view the national security scene in terms of what is going on with taiwan we must view it through the lens that the chinese communist party views it and that is they are starting to lose legitimacy economically with their own people because of this economic implosion in China. Which, which is the deal they have. They're going to they're going to pivot to hypernationalism with the kids and say foreign devils in exactly. Taiwan must go. But uh, here's what you need to do for me, Cortez. And the reason I'm so proud of the show and bringing people, we got Harnwell in Rome, bringing people all over the world to show the interconnectivity. We're nationalists. Doesn't mean we're we're stupid about how the world works. We actually understand right. how the world works. That's why you can't be. If you, ladies and gentlemen, if you think a virus that was cooked up in a military lab in Wuhan came and changed your life and changed the direction of this country, you wait to the contagion that's coming out from the capital markets in China. It, 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 we are not. We are, in fact, not only not cordoned off from that. We're in the middle of it, thanks to Larry Fink and, and Steve Schwartzman right. and Ray Dalio and all these guys that have your pension funds and banks, everybody up to their neck in this thing, Steve Cortez. 
Steve, if we had never given them two things, number one, we gave them unbelievably generous trade terms, and not even just trade terms. We, we offered them the opportunity on a silver platter to ravage the United States in trade, okay? And that was bipartisan. It was as much the fault of, of Bill Clinton as it was of George Bush, as it was of Barack Obama. So number one, we allowed them to ravage us in trade, and that allowed them to get some of the revenue to build these bubbles. But secondly, and maybe even more importantly, we allowed them full access to American capital markets, which again, also allow them to finance these bubbles that they are now facing, uh, bubbles that they simply refused to reckon with back in 2008. One thing we did here in the United States very well, because this is part of the American character, is once we realized what a massive problem we had, at least there was transparency about the problem. And we did many things wrong, but that is a, a uniquely positive American attribute, is transparency about the problem. The exact opposite in China, right? Save face, paper it over, borrow more, push, kick the can down the road. And unfortunately, because of how intertwined we are in capital markets and in trade with China. Uh, this is not their problem only. This is the world's problem, and this is America's problem. To put a number on it, Steve, $7.7 trillion. That is the total exposure of Chinese banks to the property markets of China, which are starting to implode. So this, again, makes as bad as the 08-09 housing crisis was in the United States, this actually makes no. that look tame by comparison. Oh, yeah. And that is the reality, unfortunately. Made that reality made by the globalists, including Americans like Larry Fink, whom you mentioned. We might have had kind of transparency. I still got kind of transparency in the problem. We certainly didn't have any transparency on the solution. All they did was add, all they did was add liquidity to the balance sheet of the Fed and, uh, and bail out the elites. Okay, Cortez, you're going to hang with me. I got Harnwell. We're also going to go to the great state of Arizona. We're going to take off of this. We're going to leave this segment with Jerry Garcia. Jerry Garcia's 80th birthday would have been today for all you deadheads out there jerry garcia the deal folks let me tell you about salty it's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart while COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. They put Peter Navarro in leg irons for simply doing his constitutional duty. Now they want to put Peter in prison for standing up for Donald Trump. Please go to Amazon right now and order Taking Back Trump's America to help fund Peter's legal defense. Taking Back Trump's America provides a critical MAGA blueprint to put Trump back in the White House in 2024. Buy Taking Back Trump's America on Amazon today. If they can put Peter Navarro in prison, they can come for all of us. <laughs> 